Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, pre-recording from the home bunker. Folks, I'm very happy today to welcome to Woke AF Daily for the first time, Ian Haddock. And Ian is a man with a really incredible story of just what it means to have hope what it means to persevere against all odds as a homeless queer teen to developing a blog that would turn into an organization called the Normal Anomaly Initiative. And Ian is the executive director. And at this organization, he has been working to center the narrative, the experience, and the stories of Black queer people, and also providing those that are underserved with the skills and the ability to create businesses, to build up their communities, to be more um, than the statistics that they are normally labeled as. In my conversation with Ian, we talk about, you know, what it means to uplift and center people's stories and shift narrative, what it means to advocate for policies that are less discriminatory, and what it means to create opportunities in the face of obstacles. Our conversation is a good one and ends in a very, I hope, hopeful way which is what can each of us do in our communities with what we have, with what we know to make things better? Instead of outsourcing to representatives who are only in it for themselves, what can we do, right? And I think that Ian is the example that we need in the work that he does. And I hope that all of you will check out his organization after listening to this. 
Folks, I am very uh, excited to welcome to Woke AF Daily for, I believe, the first time, um, who is the founder uh, of an organization called Normal Anomaly Initiative. Ian Haddock uh, has been working uh, to try and bring the voices and the issues of marginalized people, namely Black queer folks, to the forefront um, of discussions on a myriad of topics, including HIV and AIDS and others. Um, Ian, welcome to you. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. So let's start off. Uh, your organization uh, that you founded has a really interesting journey. It started off as a blog and then yes. transformed into an organization. Tell us about that journey. Yeah. I wanted to tell stories. I never wanted to be a nonprofit leader. Uh, I'm sure you can understand that. I wanted to tell the stories of the people that were overlooked. I had been working in public health and HIV and community advocacy and community development for about 10 years. And I got into this work in a very non-traditional way. Um, I I often don't share this, but I think it's important to understand it here. I got into this work as a homeless youth who was into sex work, right? And I got into this work and this work saved me. Um, but what I realized in this work is that it still had some paternalistic, patriarchal, white supremacist views. And that was built around sexism and homophobia and transphobia. And so the people that we were trying to tell the stories of were silenced. And so I started this from the idea of, let me tell those stories. Let me show you the joy and the beauty of black queer people. Um, but over time, what we realized is that we were doing a really good job of telling the story, but we were not changing the narratives. And so that's when the organization was birthed. I love that. Um, one, I am somebody who um, part of my career was spent um, inside of uh, the Center for American Progress, one of the largest uh, progressive think tanks in the country, working on elevating the policies that were most adversely affecting um, Black LGBTQ um, people, right? Because when we were talking about, you know, same-sex marriage, when we were talking about HIV and AIDS, we were talking about these issues that had been at the forefront in the 2010s. Um, it was largely white gay men that we were talking about or who were having the conversation. So I definitely appreciate um, the uplifting and the spotlighting of um, of those of those conversations, um, of those stories. Talk to us about the need, though, to change the narrative and what you mean by that and also about the name uh, of, of your of your organization as, as well. Yeah. So when we talk about the narrative, oftentimes we're talking about uh, Black queer people from a very bleak perspective, uh, from this very uh, needy perspective, right? I believe that we are God's chosen people, uh, whatever God you believe in or don't believe in. I believe we are, Black people are God's chosen people, and Black queer people have the special two-spiritedness from our 
uh, Native ancestors, right, that have the ability to be both the masculine and the feminine. And so I really believe that all that I am is a gift. It's a beautiful gift, and I'm grateful to have it. But oftentimes these stories are told from a place of despair and desperation and sadness. But I believe that when I was kicked out of my home from my uh, heterosexual single mother and living in poverty, um, that I found a community that showed me hope and faith and love and compassion. And so when we talk about changing the narratives, there are two specific things that I think mm-hmm. about when I think about changing that narrative. The first one is we are who we've been waiting for. We can't wait on this system to change for us to do the internal work to do that change. And the second thing is that I need um, I need to move the movable middle uh, closer to allyship and accomplice and, and being accomplices. Uh, and that is the work that we do at the Normal Anomaly. One, we give each other the tools to succeed without waiting on the system. And we don't worry about the naysayers, the people that don't see the gift, that don't see the beauty. We worry about those people who are already in allyship and being accomplices and those who are in this movable middle that can shift the narrative on our behalf. And so the normal anomaly is um, really an honor uh, to that goal. Uh, when you think about an anomaly, it's something that's different or it's a, a one-off. It's a it's a, a, a one thing kind of thing. But we are normalizing what people think is abnormal. We're normalizing things that people think are different and that, no, we're here. We've always been here. We've been your kings and queens and others, and we've been here. Uh, and that is the work that we do uh, through direct services and advocacy, capacity building, research, and creating braver spaces. Let's talk about some of the work that you do, particularly around healing justice, particularly around, um, you know, how you are just pouring in positivity into a space that is generally looked at through a lens of lack. Um, you know, I, I, I talk about a lot on this show and other shows about the conservatives, quote unquote, um, anti-LGBTQ uh, operatives, um, their vision, their ideology stems from a place of lack and scarcity. It's why they are hoarders at their heart, right? It's why they believe that there is not more than enough, right? Why they believe in subjugation and oppression and erasure is because they don't come from a place of abundance. Um, and so what does it mean to one, at, at, at one both advocate for um, changes in narrative and structures that keep people in marginalized position and at the same time being able to try and heal in some respects really devastating trauma, right? Um, And I find that a lot of people who get into advocacy work and activism work, particularly when it is affecting their lives, there is a lot there. There's so much at stake. So can you speak to that? That's good. I had to take a deep breath with that because you just hit something really deep inside. Um, When I think about healing justice and I think about the work that we do, we have to center the people that we are working for and with. 
And oftentimes as an activist, oftentimes as a nonprofit leader, what I find is that people who have ascended um, and gotten influence and popularity and power, um, what often happens is we become the oppressor. Because what we stop doing is listening to the people that are still with that lived experience. My lived experience is really important. What I've been through is really important, but I have ascended to a place of some level of power and resource and capital, right? And so my job is to still center the lived experience of my 15-year-old self, of my 20-year-old self, of my 24-year-old self. And so what we have to do is we have to keep going to the community. This generation that's dealing with HIV, that's dealing with homelessness, that's dealing with anti-LGBTQ rhetoric and policy, this generation is different. They are coming in fierce and excited to knock down the structure. They're not apologists like the millennials of my day. I'm a millennial, right? They're not apologists in the same way. And so if we're going after the same goal, but we don't have the same tools, we're not listening to the same people, then we've already failed and we've become our oppressor because these things are changing and there are new advocates. I'm, I, am, I, I tell my team all the time, and I think this is really important. I am create, you are my succession plan today. You are my succession plan because it does not matter if Ian is at the helm, even though Ian is able to be on platforms such as this and other platforms. If you can't be on those platforms and do your work and do the work of the people, we have to create systems ourselves as we knock down the other system. We have to create systems of succession, systems of power and systems of focusing on communities needs that are ever changing. And as I ascend in power and influence and capital and resources, I have to understand that my story won't be the same as the people that need me. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com.
Let me ask you this, you know, when we are looking, because oftentimes we also look at people through the lens of the statistics, right? And you're talking about real people. What are some of the issues that you think the headlines overlook that we need to focus on that matter to the communities that you are serving? Yeah, I think that the headlines, um, they they try to use intersections to create dissension and contention. Um, no matter if you're a Black trans body or a Black cis body, no matter if you're a Black queer body or a Black heterosexual body, the world does not love us the same. They just don't. They don't want to see you successful. They don't want to create opportunities of influence, of of compassion, an environment that is safe. And oftentimes I hear these conversations between Black cisgender women and Black transgender women uh, talking about who has the most power, who's getting the most access, or who has the most headlines. And it's just Blackness. It's anti-Blackness. It's white supremacy. It's patriarchy and paternalism. Um, And I think that Black queer people understand that it is my queerness. But if I was white, and I'm not anti-white, I'm just (laughs) pro-Black. But if I was white, I would have a different experience as a masculine presenting gay man. Mm. I would have a different experience. So it's my blackness. It is my blackness. You know, because, and, and, and it's one of the reasons why many moons ago, I became a, an advocate for LGBTQ folks, not because, not just because it was about my own life and, and future, but also because of who was telling the story for all of this, the same reasons. You know, we may come under the same rainbow, but we're not, we don't see everything the same way because our experiences are colored differently, right? Um, and, and that of, of white, gay, cis men um, has been in large part through the lens of privilege. And so, you know, it was very difficult to, consistently watch as marriage equality was being fought for who was talking about marriage equality and who was talking about uh, anti-LGBTQ policies because while there is some intersection to the oppressions, um, how Black queer people, uh, non-cis people experience that is wildly different because everything becomes compacted. Um, because of misogynoir, because of uh, imagined phobias, because of class, because of economic opportunity in all of these different spaces. Um, and so I wonder for you, you know, as you have built this organization and moved it through um, a pandemic, where do you find your hopefulness? Where do you see uh, the rays of sunshine? that allow us to believe that Black queer people are more than just the number? 
That's good. That's good. And I'm going to start with talking about some numbers before I talk about where the hope comes from, because I think in a small organization that was really three people for most of its existence, now it's eight, a, a small team of eight. But in that, we have helped to launch 48 businesses and an ecosystem of social enterprises that is expanding to five cities across the South in primarily black areas. Uh, we are updating the status and doing that work, but we're also like navigating people uh, using a peer support model, um, both here and across Texas. And we're seeing the impact of grassroots work, actually caring about the people, caring about the person. My hope really is because I know the power that we have inside. And I know that the policies and the things that are happening are because of that power. And it's not a power of attacking, it's not a power of diminishing, it's just the essence. Our je ne sais quoi is just beautiful. And when I realized that people are here locally in Houston a couple years ago, the Equal Rights Ordinance got passed by our city council, and then uh, these majorly majority Black pastors uh, and some white pastors took it and wanted to vote on the Equal Rights Ordinance, and it failed. But why I felt was because they made, you know, Black trans people specifically the face of this bathroom bill, and I thought that's so interesting as we think about hope because Black trans people have never questioned where they use the restroom. They're not questioning where they, what doors they go into for a restaurant. Uh, heck, most of Black trans people, you know, there are some studies that say 34% of Black trans women make less than $10,000 a year. So they're actually not even worried about, like, you know, fair employment. They're just trying to get employment. <laughs> They're trying to get transportation. They're trying to get affirming clothes and, and not do sex work and, and all the things. They're trying to deal with health disparities. They don't have time to worry about mental health or, uh, you know, taking their tea. They're not even, you know, they don't even have access to the doctor at $10,000, right? And no transportation. And so my hope is that I'm seeing more you know, Black trans, Black queer, Black people that are interested in like, I need a healthier life. I need to make some healthier decisions. My hope is, you know, I'm seeing more social enterprisers that are in advocacy work, that are doing advocacy work with us as volunteers and as part-time people and as people across the state and across the country, but they are also running their businesses. I'm, I'm proud of some Black queer people. One of, uh, one of the people that I think about is this young lady who has decided after making a a quarter of a million dollars in her first two years since our social enterprising program, she has decided to close that build that building locally, do it virtually, and use all the money she made to do a retreat center in Mexico. That gives wow. me hope. Right? Yeah. That gives me hope. I'm thinking about a barber 
who is a straight man. He's a straight man who was a part of our cohort, a black LGBT cohort, but a black straight man was a part of our cohort and now is a full-time barber with his own suite employing other people who just got funded through Be Good and Comcast, right? Through our through our program. That's what gives me hope because the reality is if we wait on the system to change, we'll die. And we don't have time. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. And I just, you know, I'm so inspired by the work that you're doing. I'm so just in awe of your story, your personal story, but then what you're doing to transform the lives of people. Because I just, you know, I think that we can get really lost and bogged down in the darkness that we see in the headlines, in the darkness that is around us, um, but that there is opportunity in doing what you can, where you can, how you can. And so I just, the last question for you is, what advice do you have um, for people that are feeling impossible right now to give them some type of possibility? You know, um, everybody has a gift. And... um, I would just ask everybody as they think through their gift and as they sit with the gifts that they have and the gifts that uh, will manifest, that you realize that the gift is for someone else. And I think that in the community and the ecosystem in which I live and I desire to live is a space where I am fed by the gifts of other people and people are fed by the gifts of me. And so I know that seems very abstract, but this new community, we have a lot of work to do outside of our community, but inside our communities where we're woke as fuck, right? I need us to be clear that our gift is for 
the uplifting, the building, and the empowerment of the community. And if each one of us can figure out our gift and give that to someone else, we will all be full. Oh, Ian Haddock, thank you so incredibly much for making the time uh, for Woke AF. And folks, to find out more um, about Ian and his work at Normal Anomaly Initiative, head over to normalanomaly.org and get involved. Thank you so much. Really appreciate you. Thank you. That is it for me today, dear friends, on Woke AF. As always, power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Looking for a fabulous fashion brand that celebrates you? Then look no further than Boston Proper, where styles are designed with you in mind. So you can look and feel amazing, no matter the day, season, or occasion. At bostonproper.com, you'll find fashion that knows you best. For over 30 years, Boston Proper has been the fashion destination for confident women who want to elevate their look with unique, sophisticated clothing at affordable prices. Visit bostonproper.com today. Boston Proper. Wear it like no one else. This is Raquel Willis from Queer Chronicles. Right now, there are close to 500 anti-LGBTQ plus bills in state legislatures across the country. Lambda Legal is leading the charge against these hateful bills that target mostly trans and non-binary people. You can fight discrimination and help write the next chapter of Lambda Legal history. To learn more about their open cases and to donate, visit lambdalegal.org. That's lambdalegal.org.